The mission is simple, to help high achievers naturally eliminate emotional and physical obstacles so they can optimize their life for higher achievement. Welcome. You have just entered the Genesis Zone. Good day and welcome to the Genesis Zone show. This is Dr. Brian Brown. Thank you for taking time out of your busy uh, Thursday to join us here. Um, Do you want to know the missing link, the common denominator for heart, brain, and immune health? Uh, In today's episode, I'll be discussing three studies that were just released that'll reveal what this missing link is. The first study reveals how our mystery missing link was completely disrupted and put into a state of imbalance by high-fat diet, which resulted in the production of a biologically active metabolite that has been associated with increased risk for cardiovascular disease. Now, I know you're thinking high-fat diet. If you're thinking cholesterol, you're way off base. It's totally different. It's actually going to surprise you. In study number two, similar to the first study, researchers found that a ketogenic diet also disrupted our mystery missing link, which ultimately led to cognitive decline. And in our last study, when diets were were designed that catered specifically to our mystery missing link, positive immune modulation occurred. Now, before we get into that, uh, there's some top news in the world of genetics that just came out. Uh, Before I reveal what this week's mystery missing link is, let me share some really interesting uh, things that I came across while uh, doing my research for today's show. Uh, Less than a week ago, researchers published the results of a pretty extensive review of the literature on the epigenetic impact of exercise. Uh, This was published in in the journal Translational Neurodegeneration. Quite a name for a journal, huh? Uh, Researchers reported through their review of the literature that regular physical exercise is responsible for the following benefits. Exercise stabilizes and strengthens the communication pathways neurologically between the brain and the muscles through numerous epigenetic pathways. Exercise also enhances neuroplasticity again, through various epigenetic pathways. And by the way, neuroplasticity is simply the brain's ability to lay down new neuronal pathways of communication. In other words, it gives us a younger brain because when we're really, when we're young, uh, we're, we're, we're two, three, four, five, six, all the way up until about, you know, age 13 or 14, neuroplasticity is off the chart. And actually we go through a pruning process in our teenage years we prune away the, the, the childlike neurons and we regrow these adult neurons. But somewhere in our, in our late 20s and 30s or our mid, mid-20s and 30s, uh, we lose this neuroplasticity ability and it falls off drastically. So neuroplasticity has been one of those areas of research lately that has gotten a lot of attention as far as longevity when it comes to cognition. So what they're finding is in this study, 
is that exercise enhances neuroplasticity. <clears throat> and lastly, again, through various epigenetic pathways, exercise protects the brain against premature aging and degeneration. So the question is this, how much exercise are you giving your brain to reverse your neurological clock? All right, now back to today's main topic. Here are a couple of clues about our mystery missing link. You know, because when I when I read those earlier, you know, the, about the studies, they were all diet focused and it was cardiovascular health. It was cognitive health. It was immune health. And I said, it is not cholesterol. It has nothing to do with cholesterol. So here are two clues about our mystery missing link. The human body has more of these missing links than it does cells. Think about it. That's billions. You are born with this missing link gone. It's, it's just not there. You, you know, you're born without this missing link, but you quickly develop high numbers of them in the first years of life. In fact, if you didn't develop them, you'd likely die or be really sick all the time. Any idea what this might be? Well, if you guessed microbes, in other words, our healthy gut bacteria, then you're correct. The science of studying the human gut bacteria is called microbiomology. And researchers are beginning to view the colon's bacterial colonies or microbiome as a separate entity all in itself. In fact, outside the world of epigenetics, the microbiome world is rapidly growing. Here's the crazy thing microbiomology and, and, and epigenetics, they're interwoven. You can't separate the two because what we're finding is, is that the gut microbiome may be one of the largest epigenetic modifiers of the human body. And that's why I wanted to throw these three studies in here today. So let's dig into the studies really quickly and get a deeper understanding of how our microbiome, our gut bacteria is the missing link for cardiovascular disease, cognition, or brain health, and immune function. Uh, as I mentioned in the first study, a high-fat diet disrupted the biology of the gut's inner lining and its microbial communities and promoted the production of a, a dangerous metabolite that can contribute to heart disease. Now, this, this study was published just August the 13th, uh, so not too many days ago, in, in Science Journal. Uh, researchers in the study found that high-fat diet not only escalated E. coli, which is a type of bacteria, E. coli, it's found in everybody's intestines, but in too high numbers, it will cause significant health issues. But it escalated E. coli choline metabolism by altering intestinal epithelial structures, epithelium being the lining of the intestines. So it altered the lining of the intestines um, and led to this, this, this bad metabolite production or overproduction. It also impaired the bioenergetics of the mitochondria in the colon's epithelium, feeding back into this vicious cycle of further escalating the production of this bad byproduct, this, this active metabolite. In theory, this process can lead to cardiovascular disease. 
and researchers have known this for a long time. Now, researchers were quick to note that more correlational studies need to be done in humans, uh, but uh, there may be a strong link here between gut health balance, the good, the balance in your good bacteria and your bad bacteria, and cardiovascular health. Now, I have to add, professionally, we are just now starting to understand the role of the gut microbiome and its link to obesity and depression, which have been somewhat well established in the past few years. It wouldn't surprise me that it, you know, imbalances in the gut microbiome can also increase or worsen your, your cardiovascular disease risk. Uh, or cardiovascular disease states if you already have cardiovascular disease. So I think we're going to see a lot more information coming out about this now that we have mouse models. And this was a mouse study uh, that show us that we're having major issues when the gut microbiome is out of balance, we're more prone to cardiovascular disease. Again, human studies need to be done. And I'm almost confident they, if they're not already being done and we don't know about it, they're, they're going to be done really, really soon. Now, in the second study published in the Journal of Cell Host and Microbe on August the 5th, researchers discovered that alterations in the gut microbiome may contribute to cognitive impairment induced by a ketogenic diet and hypoxia. They found that the concentration of one group of bacteria called biophila increased dramatically in the gut microbiota of mice fed a ketogenic diet. Now, these biophila bacteria impaired the hippocampus in the brain, leading to reduced cognitive ability in these mice. Again, uh, this isn't surprising to me. The link between the microbiome and the brain has been established for several years, uh, at least eight years that I know of, uh, because we we learned early on that if the gut is out of balance, uh, the 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 good healthy microbiome doesn't produce enough serotonin for the brain to use, and most of our serotonin is produced in in the gut itself. So we've known this this link. So again, this doesn't surprise me at all that it could be linked to cognition. Uh, we'll likely begin to see, again, more human correlation studies in the area of microbiome research and cognitive decline, as well as previously mentioned cardiovascular health. Now, lastly, published in uh, the Cell Journal on July the 12th of this year, researchers reported their findings that gut microbiome-targeted diets modulate the human immune system. Now, what does that mean? Well, our diet modulates the gut microbiome, which in turn can impact positively or negatively the immune. So here's what they found that affected the immune system positively. A high fiber diet changes the microbiome positively uh, to elicit a personalized immune response. And then secondly, they found, they, they went ahead and did a, a fermented food arm and they looked at fermented foods and they found that they increased uh, the microbiome diversity and decreased markers of inflammation. So I guess the moral of the story is we need to break out the fiber 
And we definitely need to start eating more kimchi, sauerkraut, and kefir. Whether you like those things or not, you know, they're good for you and they're really good for your immune system. We, we've known for quite some times that uh, fermented foods, uh, foods actually decrease inflammation. Uh, and the reason that is, is that these high fiber, high fermented uh, foods, they're high in a, a, a substance called beta-glucan. Uh, beta-glucan, uh, your immune system loves beta-glucan and it, it responds very, very well to it. So we get this nice immune response and we get this inflammation lowering effect with uh, beta-glucan. So uh, I, I supplement all the time uh, in my clients uh, with beta-glucan, um, especially seasonally during certain times of the year when when viruses are more prominent. So I will, I will add those uh, uh, in there. Uh, here lately, if uh, a person has cardiovascular disease or some other kind of condition that causes a lot of inflammation, I will actually add beta-glucan uh, to a person's regimen. That, that being said, uh, I genetically profile my clients also. So I understand from a genetic standpoint whether or not they need a little bit higher dose of beta-glucan versus the average person. And I also understand if they need a modification or an enhancement in their probiotic formula to really attain that good balance in, in the gut. Uh, so we can actually look at that genetically and see uh, what a person needs. And it's as simple as a, as a cheek swab on the inside of your mouth, uh, about 30 seconds, 30 to 60 seconds, and once we get the results back, we, we look at it and say, hey, this person is really prone genetically to a lot of inflammation. And we can then come in and modify that. Um, two of the things we use, and it's only two of the things we use, uh, beta-glucan and probiotics, believe it or not. So, But I also want people getting uh, uh, their diet straight. Uh, we want them to eat a high-fiber diet. We want them to uh, incorporate more of uh, these fermented foods if they can, if they can tolerate them. Some people just don't like fermented foods, and it's just one of those things. Uh, but if they like them, we, we start incorporating them in there. And, and it doesn't take much, to be quite honest with you. You know, like kimchi, uh, uh, as far as a Korean food is concerned, is uh, typically used more as a, um, I don't want to say garnish because it's used a little bit more heavily than that, but kimchi is typically not like a huge portion of the main meal. It will be mixed in with other foods. So you get that fermented food mixed in with your, your food that you're eating. So um, really, really good. No, no surprise that uh, populations of people, uh, ethnic groups around the world figured out that fermented foods were really good for you because there was no refrigeration for thousands of years. And fermented food was a way to not only preserve food, but also to replenish and help uh, the gut microbiome uh, ward off any types of infections that could come from unrefrigerated or slightly spoiled food that had been a little contaminated. So if you're feeling like uh, you're, you're an inflamed person, uh, you have a lot of gut issues, or you simply don't quite feel right physically or mentally. Um, I'd love to help. I'd love to talk to you, uh, talk through your options. Uh, feel free to message me on Instagram or Facebook at Dr. Brian G. Brown. Also, as I promised last week, uh, met with uh, the team and we've come up with a date for the Gene Hack Bootcamp again. So we're going to be opening enrollment uh, really, really soon. And so stay tuned to that. 
but the date, mark it on your calendars is September 20th. Now, the time commitment that you'll need here is about an hour to an hour and a half a day for five days. That's it. And uh, in that boot camp, in the Gene Hack boot camp, uh, using my proprietary Genesis own method, uh, I'm going to teach you how to exactly uh, how to know exactly which of your five optimization zones are out of balance. Now, your five optimization zone, zones are brain, body, sleep, energy, and immune. Uh, years ago, I went through all of my patient charts. I brought in a, a research assistant from a local university and had them do some number crunching for me. At the end of the day, after weeks and weeks and weeks of work on this and, and crunching these, these numbers and looking at this data from all the information in my, in my patient charts, we realized that patients fell into one of five zones, brain, body, sleep, energy, or immune. I then created a questionnaire. It's a proprietary questionnaire uh, that I use. And in the boot camp, we do a light version of that questionnaire be, that's 60 questions. And that's not too light. Um, I, know, I know it's not, but uh, don't let that scare you off. The, the, the actual full version of that hits about 329 data points. So there's a, there's a lot of information there that we're looking at. And it really gets us dialed into exactly where you're out of balance. You know, you heard in the business world that we need to topple the one domino first. That'll take care of all the other dominoes. Well, the same thing happens here. Um, a lot of times in healthcare, we get sidetracked. We get distracted by all of these variables that are in our way. When in reality, if we just focused in on one thing, the one domino that needed to be toppled, boom, we get rapid results. And that's what I see clinically with the clients that I work with. So in the boot camp, I'm going to walk you through the basics of that process so that you understand, A, which zone of yours is your primary zone and it's out of balance. And then B, which genes you need to have checked within that zone that's out of balance in order to get optimal. Uh, again, direct message me on Instagram or Facebook at Dr. Brian G. Brown. Uh, and go to drbriangbrown.com forward slash gene hack to reserve your spot in the upcoming boot camp on September 20th. Uh, tune in next uh, Thursday at noon Eastern Standard Time for our next In the Zone segment, uh, where I'll be sharing the latest research again on my insight and my insights about that research as it relates to optimizing your physical and emotional wellness journey. Um, again, most informed. Um, most trusted, and most grateful you spent this time with us today. Until next time, stay in the zone. I'm Dr. Brian Brown. Uh -huh.